0: ladies and gentlemen welcome to the dj and wedding planner podcast episode number three hope you guys are uh, having a great day we're here today with myself tony hernandez and
1: carmen davila
0: i want to welcome everybody to our third episode and today we have a very special guest that's going to be joining us we have Bill Hansen from Bill Hansen Catering. How are you Bill?
2: I'm doing great and thank you so much for inviting me to participate. I love doing things like this. Uh, it, it, particularly if it helps helps other people. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. An honor. I mean, this is something that we started um, you know me and uh, Carmen have been discussing doing something like this for a while and being the fact that you know we're obviously home and and able to get out to our audience, our vendors, and all our industry professionals, we started doing something like this to help our you know, our leaders in the community and, and get the word out there about everything that's been going on, um, how our industry has been affected, how we surpass, what a great industry we're in, and um, having leaders like you, Bill Hansen, joining us, it's, it's an honor and really a privilege, so thank you.
2: You're welcome.
1: Perfect. And Bill, let me just start saying um, I wanted to say it's always a pleasure to work with your team. They are phenomenal. Um, as a planner, every time I have a client and they're like, oh, we're going to be working with Bill Hansen. They're going to be our catering company. It's just a relief. It's one of those things where you're like, great, we're going to be in great hands. They know exactly what to do. And it just brings in it's, it's just such a great team. I mean, your crew never hesitates to help. Anything that we ever need, they're like one step above. So I just wanted to say thank you so much. And I know a lot of other planners feel the same way. So Thank, thank you, you,
2: Carmen. Yeah, we do always believe in, in going the extra mile for our clients. And our mantra is to delight our guests as well as everyone else that we work with. So that's how I built the business. That's how uh, I've been able to stay in business for 40 years. It's not always about profit it's about relationships and it's about you know being uh kind to everyone so and that's the way we roll you know sometimes sometimes it costs me money but that's still okay not a not a worry
1: so bill tell us a little bit how did you start in this industry
2: well i'll give you a quick history i was uh, I grew up in a small town in Western New York, went to Cornell, studied hotel administration. And from there, I became an officer in the United States Navy. I ran officers clubs and hotels for officers until 1975. And then I moved here. I worked for Burdines, which is now known as Macy's, for four years. Uh, It was a great company, but I learned back then that I wasn't really a good employee. I was more of an entrepreneur. And so as soon as I had a chance to open my own company, in 1980, I did. And I started off catering uh, for a downtown luncheon club called the Miami Club. And it's where all of the movers and shakers of Miami would go for lunch. And immediately, I gained a reputation as being a good person providing great food, and that's how our catering business blossomed. From there in 1983, I was able to secure a a lease at Bill Woodbine in Coconut Grove, where my wife and I moved to, along with our son, Jim. We lived there for five years, and every Saturday night, we'd have a 100 or so of our best personal friends come for dinner. And from there, we, we grew our business, we grew our reputation. My wife Terry and I moved out and we uh, continued our business at Villa Woodbine. And then over the years, uh, we've uh, leased different commissaries. And when people asked me five years ago, what's the one thing you wish you would have done? What's that one thing you wish you would have done sooner? The answer to that was I wish I would have bought my own building. So even though I was 70 years old at the time, I was able to buy my own building and I'm proud to announce that it's paid for. So it's been a great journey over the last 40 years.
0: That's amazing. I mean, Villa Woodbine is definitely a special property and it's uh, different than anything down here in South Florida. I mean, I had the honors of uh, working at Villa with your staff, DJing actually a few weeks ago before all this started i mean just the venue the the you know the garden the 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 whole property is just breathtaking so congrats well, on we that we
2: love working with you guys too it's very important at the villa that the people that provide the music recognize that we do have neighbors and that we do have to keep the volume at a certain level and you're at the top of our list when it comes to that so thank you thank you thank you
1: so, Bill, um, question. How many team members do you have?
2: Well, th- that's a good question. <laughs> Are you talking about now or before no, three weeks? I would weeks say, ago?
1: honestly, before. Before,
2: before yes. altogether, well over 200, of which 40 plus were what we would call wow. full time, meaning they work a minimum of 30 hours a week. Okay. Okay. Wow. Currently, now we're down to. I don't even know, maybe fifteen uh, full time. Right. And they've all acquiesced to working for partial pay. And that's the nature of this economy. I'm I say I'm not even getting a paycheck from a company right now. So
1: I think we're so, all in the same boat. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Yeah. yeah. So
0: I mean, what, what are you guys currently doing to, like, you know, assist customers and obviously get through this? I know you guys are doing some at-home uh, food and stuff like that. So so what are you guys as a company doing overall during this time? Well,
2: well, first of all, we are doing some deliveries, but please recognize that that's chump change. I mean, we drop off a 100-hour meal it's a lot different than a $30,000, $50,000 wedding. So it's something to keep our team busy. And in many instances, like today, we're serving the Broward sheriffs, these emergency responders. So we do do uh, a lot of charitable giving also, okay, just to kind of stay busy. But the real thing we're doing now is I'm looking at this as an opportunity for um, particularly my sales team to deepen and develop relationships with current clients as well as new new clients and what i mean by that is in our business we have what we call whirlwind time and non-whirlwind time and whirlwind time we call that's the time where people Uh, are just answering the phone, doing proposals, uh, answering questions, things of that nature that you just do as part of the normal routine. But then non-world one time, that's the time that we all should set aside to work on the future. In other words, reach out to those people or uh, to discuss things with various vendors, various venues. And so now what we have is a a flip-flop. It used to be 80% whirlwind time, sometimes even 90%, and then only 10% or 20% non-whirlwind. Now it's almost the flip side where there's a lot more time available for our team to reach out. So one of the things we've been doing, which actually resulted in this call, was we were able to set up this Zoom call. So uh, my team is incentivized to set up as many Zoom calls as possible. And at the end of this week, whoever sets up the most gets $500 cash reward, okay? The other thing we're doing is there's a sales training program that has been in the past very expensive. It's done by Grant Cardone, and he's a very prominent sales trainer we actually catered for for them recently and so we were able to secure a great deal with him in terms for training our people so we're going to start with that training program next Monday and we have the opportunity for up to 12 sales people to join in currently I think we have eight on my team we're going to have like four open slots that i would be willing to share with with others should they want to participate in it so that's kind of what we're what we're doing the other thing we're doing is cash is king and we're doing everything possible to secure every nickel of cash um, i was on the phone with american express for an hour today discussing payment terms with them. The other thing we, and they actually offer some pretty good deals. I learned something that uh, we all have platinum cards in the company, but we actually get more points with gold cards and I never knew that.
0: Yes. Platinum
2: are only good for, is only really good for travel. So that was one thing. The other thing is I have uh, someone who works with me who has applied for three different SBA loans. First of all, the emergency one, which is for 50 grand that basically you can use it for the year and then you have to pay it back. Then we're also looking into uh, opportunities to grow, to merge, so we've applied for another SBA loan that would offer us the opportunity to do that. And then lastly, we've applied for the payroll Loan and actually, we've asked on that uh, because it wanted two times, two point five times your monthly payroll. If they grant us the full amount of that, that's seven hundred fifty thousand dollars. So that's what we're doing. So, but we're operating under cash and king. Cash is king. The other thing we're dealing with right now is clients who want to postpone and or cancel, and they want their full refund back and our strategy on that is we're going to work with them, but they have to understand we're in the same position they are. So it's not like I can just write checks for 10,000 or 15,000 or whatever to pay them off. So we're not going to uh, burn any bridges, nor are we going to put ourselves in a position where um, we get bad reviews on the social media. So, That's always been my style. I'll make, to be successful in this business, you really have to work with people and make sure everybody's happy. That doesn't mean you just have to open up your checkbook and pay everybody everything that they want. Right.
0: Okay. Absolutely. I mean, you have to, you know, it's case by case and and work with those clients and see what they're, you know, where they're at, what they're thinking. I mean, I had a, a similar client like that where they wanted to just cancel outright And I explained to them, you know, what our terms are, how we could, you know, move their date, even if it's a year out. Then they contacted the hotel. The hotel kind of was on the same page with us. So once us as an industry got all together and we're we're pretty much all on the same page, a client came back and goes, you know what, Tony, instead of canceling my event, I think I'm going to move it to a year out, that'll help me financially be able. And pretty much everybody in the industry is, you know, helping me be able to move it. So I think us as an industry, we get together and we have kind of that, you know, plan. It also helps a client out. So
2: exactly, exactly. I know there's a two and a half million dollar lawsuit. You no, know, I think it's two point three million against the Eden Rock right now that I read about in the Miami Herald about a Passover event. And they are not refunding, or they are currently not refunding the money. So it's a it's a tough thing. So, but we are. I always look at it this way. I'm a Christian, and it's like I'm going to do whatever I need to do. You know, what would Jesus do? Let me put it that way. That's true. Yeah. That
1: that's what's bringing you blessings. It does. Yep. yep. That's mm-hmm. so true. So, what advice would you have for fellow vendors that are going through? You know these times now with you, what would you, any advice?
2: Hang on to every nickel that you have. Number one, uh, call every client that you owe money to and work on terms. We've done that with every one of our clients, our phone bill, uh, FPL, um, Everybody, even we have a couple people that get insurance. Uh, they po- I just got word today they postponed the insurance payment till May 31st. So the worst thing you can do is just not do anything. The best thing you can do is reach out to each vendor and say, Hey, listen, we know you're in a tough, tough bind, but so are we. So let's talk about ways we can work together. Uh, I have one vendor that I owe a lot of money to. We were on the phone yesterday and we agreed to terms. Okay. The vendor's happy and I'm happy. So communications to me is the key. The other advice, as I mentioned earlier, is take advantage of all these loans that are out there. The SBA loans, go for, go for them. They're there for the asking. And I think... The, Terms are fairly reasonable, particularly on the employee portion. If you have employees and you continue to pay them and keep them on the books, that money that the government gave you is not, does not need to be paid back. So that's good news. Same way I think with rent and utilities, although I'm not sure about that, but take advantage of, of the. SPO, SBA loans. And the other thing is um, do what we're doing. Uh, take time to reach out to your, in your case, your your other planners, your, your, your venues, your caterers that you work with. This is a time where we all need to come together and work together. And I, I can't tell you just doing these Zoom calls. I mean, people are so appreciative of that because there many people are stuck at home, nothing to do. Kids are running around and they need a a break and uh, it's important. So build relationships and cash is king. That's, that's what I'm, that's what I'm sticking to right now.
0: Absolutely. Um, What are your, what are some of the venues that you guys uh, operate besides Villa? I mean, I know you're in a few venues right now. What are those?
2: Well, all in all, we have developed relationships with over 500 different venues, some of them very hard to find venues that few people know about. And because we have done extensive and exhaustive research trying to identify these venues, we have become a great resource for people looking for venues. In fact, we created... A separate website called Bill Hanson Miami Venues. Uh, but we use the word Miami, but it actually extends down into the Keys, the Redland, all the way up to Palm Beach. So the other venues where we work frequently at, I I can start down south. We have a couple in the Keys. Uh, Walton House in Redland is a great place. Thalatta State Deering. Fairchild a little bit. Obviously, Villa Woodbine, Vizcaya, DuPont Building, Bath Club, um, uh, Palapa, which is a cool venue. Miami Tower in downtown Miami uh, is another venue where we work at frequently. And I know I'm forgetting other ones, but we're pretty much preferred at all of the major venues in South Florida.
0: Beautiful. I mean, those are some great venues and some of those have uh, hidden gems. I mean, they're, they're special venues that you guys are able to be at. Um, being that you guys are in catering, obviously what is one of your favorite cuisines? What is your all time favorite that you guys produce for events?
2: Whatever our clients want. It's that's the that's right is, answer. It simple <laughs> as that. You know, we can do anything. My chef, Dewey Lasasso, loves to create custom menus. And particularly in today's environment where we're dealing with a lot, a lot, a lot of millennials who basically want it my way right away and why pay? That's kind of a millennial way of thinking. No offense to you millennials that are <laughs> turning in, but no one wants that boilerplate menu. So, I mean, we've done everything from I mean, I can't even think like combination of Indian and Thai or or uh, Japanese and even Polish. We've done some Polish menus. So we love we love the challenge of creating menus that make our clients happy. As for me personally, I love I mean, and I'm I'm I have to say I, I love great food. But if you want to make me happy, uh, meals like lamb shanks, I love those. Uh, Osobuco, mm-hmm. short ribs, pot roast, uh, sea bass, things of that nature, I love. Yeah. Nice. Lobster, nice. caviar.
1: I just did a wedding with you guys at Temple House, and the client wanted, she's Indian, um, and they wanted Indian, they wanted Jamaican food. So it was, amazing i have to tell Mm -hmm. you it was it was an amazing combo of food Mm -hmm. you guys yeah every guest was like this is so good so i just have to say you guys nailed it
2: someone said a long time ago one of my catering mentors from the 1980s and it still holds true today that the best advertisements on the end of a fork so if you feed people good food the rest will will happen. And that's what we've always prided, prided ourselves in. And particularly now, with Chef Dewey and Chef Mary and our culinary team of over 20 people, I can proudly say that our food is absolutely fabulous.
1: Definitely is.
0: Okay. So what, what have been some of your greatest achievements in the industry?
2: Well, there's personally being awarded Cater Source Lifetime Achievement Award in 2018 was amazing. Recently, we were named one of the top 30 catering companies in the country by BizBash. And our Instagram and marketing, our Instagram, I should say, was ranked in the top 29 Instagrams. So those have been some professional uh, accomplishments. I I believe back in 95, I always love to remember the story of how we catered for 10,000 French plumbers and their wives. And this was an opportunity at the Miami Sea Aquarium to cater for all of these plumbers. But it actually was eight separate events each one occurring uh, six days apart. So the, the big picture, the mega picture was these plumbers in France had won uh, incentive contest. So they flew them over in three jumbo jets at a time, put them on a cruise into the Caribbean. And when they docked up on in the morning, then They loaded them onto 43 buses, uh, sent them over to Miami Sea Aquarium, and there they watch Flipper the Killer Whale and whatever they have over there. And then all at once, and I'm not making this up, all at once, there were roughly 1,300 people leaving the Sea Aquarium and coming down towards um, my team that was set up under a tent, if you know the Sea Aquarium, yeah. along that big grassy area. And believe it or not, believe it or not, the way we set it up and the way we planned it, we got everybody through the line in under 20 minutes.
0: Wow.
2: We set up 10 double-sided buffet lines. Okay, So that meant about 65 people down each side of the line. We preset the dessert. Which worked out well. It was, I think, a chocolate mousse and a chocolate gel that worked out well, except for the last day when it was a little hot and it didn't quite, didn't quite make it. But that was, to me, that was a great, one of my greatest accomplishments um, in my catering in my catering career. Another story that I would love to share with you was one that happened in 1992 where we had to deal with the unfortunate incident of of a bride whose wedding dress was stolen from her car three hours before her wedding. Wow. And at that time, fortunately, she had engaged the services of an old-time wedding planner. I don't know if you ever heard of her, Carmen, but her name was Lois Beinhorn. She was like the first wedding planner ever here in South Florida. She and her husband, Herb, owned a jewelry store in the Seabold Arcade. And fortunately, Lois had the home number of a bridal salon owner because this happened when the salons were closed. It was late in the day. So they were able to get the salon owner to come in and, and fit the bride of course, she was late for her wedding. So we began hors d'oeuvres and we opened the bar before the ceremony, which was at Skaya. And by the time she arrived about an hour and a half late, everybody was in a good mood. They'd had plenty to drink and the wedding went off without a hitch. So we reacted and it worked out well. The next day, the bride's brother, came by Villa Woodbine, because as you know, Carmen and Tony, people always leave something behind. It used to be, (laughs) (laughs) did you find a shoe? Did you find, you know, those cameras? Did you find this? Did you find a earring? Well, he came back uh, looking for something or other. And I said, by the way, did you ever find out what happened to your sister's wedding dress? Drum roll, please. Drum roll, please. It was the groom's former girlfriend that oh, stole a dress. Of course. Wow. Of course. Yeah. yeah <laughs> wow. The ultimate revenge. Oh, wow. No. Yeah. So dealing with that was amazing. But there's usually in my business, what we remember more are the near disasters as opposed to the ones that go well. The ones that go well, they went well. But when you have a, a close call or you're, you have to never let them see you sweat, you know, behind the scenes when you're really worried. Those, those are the ones that I always think of. So definitely.
1: So what advice would you have to those wanting to enter the hospitality industry? Obviously in a few months from now, right? What advice would you have for them?
2: First of all, get a job in the hospitality industry. To me, there's nothing worse than somebody that watches all the cooking shows on TV and they see how easy it is and they discover, oh, gosh, I want to be a chef. And then their parents come to me and say, you know, Bill, my daughter wants to go to CIA or Johnson and Wales. And I say, the only question I ask, have they ever worked in a commercial kitchen before? And if they say no, I say, save your money. Tell them to go work in a commercial kitchen. Then if they like it, then, of course, get into the business. Okay? Uh, but I would say for anybody that wants to get into it, whether it's in the front of the house or the back of the house, they really need to work in it for a while and see if they like it. It's incredibly rewarding. But the hours in most cases, as you guys know better than any, anybody, the hours are long, they're arduous. And generally we're, we're working while everybody else is playing. So they have to really be aware of what, what's involved once they get into this business. And if they have a significant other, make sure the significant other buys into it too. That's important. One of my one of my dear friends, uh, <clears throat> before he wed, he came to me because he was actually working in the catering business. He worked for Burdines, I think, at the time, and he was planning on getting married. And we, we got together, my wife, Terry and I, and his name is Ed Ed and Cindy. We had dinner at the forge and we we kind of talked it through about the sacrifices you have to make when you're in the business. And it's very important that your family and your significant others are open to it because many times, as you guys know, we're coming in the door at one, two, three o'clock in the morning, exhausted. Oh yeah. It's tough.
0: (laughs) It is tough. Sometimes it's 14 hour days, 18 hour days. I mean, it's, you know, it's hectic. It's it's a, it's a hectic business. I mean, I've been doing it for over 25 years and you wow. know, I, I, I never uh, thought I'd be home so much. Like I've been lately, you know, it's like on a Saturday I'm itching. I'm like, okay, I, I should be at an event doing something, you know?
2: <laughs> How are you guys? Let me ask you a question. How are you guys dealing with this? What are you doing to other than doing YouTube videos, but what else are you doing?
1: We're doing podcast, <laughs> That's one. Um, I mean, myself, I've been working on blogging. I'm working on my website. I'm working on marketing, you know, look at looking at that mm-hmm. stuff. And, um, you know, and I'm st- and I'm still, believe it or not, keeping busy with brides because we do still mm-hmm. have a few clients that are getting married next year or later on in the year. And we're, you know, I'm personally still working mm-hmm. with vendors, reaching out to them. And, you know, doing that stuff.
0: I mean, I've been, you know, doing... I, I run a small internet station, radio station, so I've been doing that you know, to keep myself entertained, doing some live mixes on Facebook, like all the other bedroom DJs now that we've become again. <laughs> and then, you know, obviously our kids are here. So, you know, we help them with the homeschool, stuff like that. And then, you know, I, I, I think the calls have di- diminished a little bit, you know, we're, you know, dealing with obviously the the uh, clients that want to postpone, move their events. Every now and then we'll get a call for, you know, a new bride for next year, stuff like that, or, you know, corporate event. Uh, but overall, you know, just trying to, you know, connect with people, same, you know, uh, make new relationships, and then, you know, I'm working on getting my whole website redone, so I've been doing some of that. Uh, but you know, so what, when when this is over, you know, we we hit the floor running, pretty much. I mean, because once we're ready, I mean, I think the next uh, after all this is over, I think you know, our business will take a, a he- it'll take a little bit. I mean, once everything starts getting back to normal, I think it'll. Take a little bit, maybe a week or two to start. But once we start, I feel that, you know, we're going to be hitting the floor running with not only all the new events, usually for the holidays and stuff like that, but all the movement that we've moved into those other dates. So Mm
2: -hmm. one of the things that I've started and maybe I could uh, reach out to you is I've started before this. I started my own YouTube channel. And so far, I think I have four or five or six videos up on YouTube, but I really want to uh, do more. I'm even thinking of doing something every week on on YouTube. And I could probably use some help here at home um, setting it up. Because as you can see, the backdrop that you see behind me, I need to get that fixed and a few things like that. That's uh, all those pictures over there, the pictures that are on the wall. I'll give you a hundred bucks if you can tell me uh, who who they're of.
0: That's a tight one. <laughs> I know. I'm
2: like, let's I, zoom, I, in so,
0: I gotta, I gotta zoom in there.
2: I got I got to zoom in. No, no zooming. It's they're all of the Beach Boys. I've loved the Beach Boys oh, since I was in high school. So awesome. they're different different uh, pictures That's of them. Great. And the other thing we're doing is we're going to be giving away a free micro wedding a free micro wedding that can be done in a, uh, in a home. Uh, definitely this month or next month, because I don't think we're gonna be going anywhere even through May, I don't think. So we're gonna have an online push to give away a free micro wedding at home and Bill Hansen Catering will bring all the food, bring all the wine, bring the flowers, uh, no DJ. Sorry, Tony. <laughs> but, but,
1: that's amazing.
2: But they, they can turn on their, their the radio. Their yeah. Right, of course. System, yeah. You know, so, yeah, so that's going to be good. That's and cool. we're doing, uh, the other thing we're doing is Passover meals. Uh, we're going to be delivering a lot of Passover meals, not kosher, but, um, you know, kosher style. We're going to do that next Wednesday. So, oh, okay. Will you be we're, doing anything for Easter? During,
1: easter as well will you be doing stuff for easter,
2: easter we decided against uh against it okay. my chef hasn't had much luck with easter but we are going to do a big push for mother's day
1: Oh, because
2: that's people crazy. like tony and me that are kind of hard pressed to come up with something different because what i do at home for my wife terry i actually cook and i'm not believe it or not i'm not a great cook i'm i i'm I always say, I book it, they cook it, okay? <laughs> so with that being said, having something delivered, like think about this, Tony, if you had you know the ingredients for a Caesar salad and you had a nice piece of beef tenderloin that's already browned on the outside and you could just pop it in the oven for 30 minutes and when it's medium rare, you pull it out, so have some potatoes you can eat up, some maybe fresh asparagus, And a great dessert. Wouldn't you love that? Absolutely. I
0: mean, it it makes it it so much easier.
2: (laughs) Carmen and the family, and she doesn't have to cook. And we can even do it in disposable so there's no dishes to (laughs) wash. Even better.
1: (laughs) Even better. I love that. It
0: saves a trip to the the store nowadays, (laughs) you know?
2: Yep. Exactly. So be on the outlook for that. That's going to be pretty cool. That's great. That's awesome.
1: So, Bill, we have another question for you. Um, What separates you from all the other catering companies?
2: Uh, Number one is Villa Woodbine. Villa Woodbine is by far uh, the best thing that we have going for us. Uh, The second best thing. And I I know this is hard to define, but I think that we have a great management team, we have a great sales team, and we also I think you guys know we probably do better marketing-wise than anybody, any other caterers really in South Florida. Years ago, I read a book called The Good Good to Great, and in Good to Great. Uh, It says, number one, get the right people on the bus, okay, meaning your team. Number two, get them into the right seat. Number three is figure out what you can be the world's best at. So we set a goal a long time ago that, yeah, we're going to have great food, but my food's not going to compete with Daniel Balut or Thomas Keller or some of those prominent chefs as far as service we have nice friendly service but if you go to any major metropolitan area such as new york or dc they have professional cater waiters up there that are making six figures a year they work full-time and that's all all they do is service so although we have friendly service and you know customer focus serving uh people Uh, we're never going to be the world's best at that. But we did decide we could be the best at marketing and catering sales. I think we've really achieved the marketing. Now we're working on the sales. How can we improve the number of deals that we close? Okay. And good salespeople uh, have a, a propensity and have an ability to close those people that are kind of on the border borderline. You've, you've been there yourself. I always said, there's a, out of 10 people, there'll be three people that aren't going to buy from you no matter what there are going to be three people over here that are going to buy from you regardless. But then out of those 10, there are four in the middle that, You have to sell. You're not taking their order. You have to figure out uh, where their needs are and fulfill them. There's a great book called Building a Story Brand. And I would recommend everybody uh, listening to this or watching this to get the book because it really addresses uh, the three needs that everyone planning a party, a wedding, or a special event has. And, and those three needs are, first of all, they have the physical need, which I need a wedding, I need a party, I need this, I need a corporate event. That's their physical need. Their second need is their emotional need. They're confused. They're worried. They don't know where to turn. They really need a mentor to step in to help them. And in the story brand concept, so many people like us, we make ourselves a hero okay we do this we do that we're great greatest music best dj ever but we're not the hero in a wedding and i think you guys know that the, that hero is the couple okay mm-hmm. so we position the story brand we position ourselves as a mentor uh to them and then we lead them to the third cycle third need which is uh uh, psychological need which is basically I'm sorry I got that wrong philosophical need because I think you would agree with me every every couple wants to have the best wedding ever right they want my wedding to be the best or every corporate planner wants to say oh that great event I did it was fabulous I got a promotion so in building this story brand uh, that you take People through the physical to the emotional to the philosophical
0: absolutely I mean that's amazing that's a great um, way to you know run your business and, and do the marketing bill I want to thank you from the bottom of our hearts I mean it's a pleasure to have you on our podcast and I, I look forward to many more events with you yes
2: likewise. Oh, well, thank you thank you Tony thank you Carmen God bless you both
0: Thank you so much. All right, stay safe and thank you very much.
2: That beautiful girl in the background there. That's our
0: daughter. (laughs) Isabella.
2: Hey, what's your name? Isabella. Isabella, that's a pretty name. Thank you. I actually have a girl, I teach religious education at my Catholic church, and one of my students, that's her name, Isabella. Uh Yeah. Um. Good. Nice to meet you guys. Thank you. Thank you. thank you so much, Bill.
0: Thank you very much. And uh, that was Bill Hansen from Bill Hansen Catering. You can find them online. And thank you very much for being on our podcast. That's episode number three of The DJ and Wedding Planner.